Hi, this is Pastor Rick Warren. On behalf of my family and all of our staff here at Daily Hope, we wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Today, Rick brings his special Thanksgiving message called How God Blesses Grateful Hearts to a Close. But first, in just a few moments, we're going to tell you how you can get a beautifully illustrated devotional for children by Pastor Rick that will help them discover how much God loves them and that he has a special plan and purpose for their life. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with the final part of a message called How God Blesses Grateful Hearts. The first habit of gratitude is singing back to God. Singing back to God. It's one of God's three favorite ways for you to express your gratitude to him. Now, here's the second habit of gratitude. Giving back to God. Write that down. Giving back to God. At Thanksgiving or any other time, we give thanks by giving back to God. We give thanks by giving. We give back the first part of what he has given to us. Let's look at some scripture on this. Psalm 54 verse 6 says this. I will offer a sacrificial offering as a special gift to thank you, Lord, because you are so good. That's a thanksgiving offering. We talked about a thanksgiving song, but the Bible talks about a thanksgiving offering, an offering where we give to give thanks. You know, about 400 years ago, a group of Christian believers who were being persecuted for their faith left Europe and moved to North America in order to establish a colony that allowed religious liberty so they could worship God freely. And those original people who came uh, 400 years ago from Europe were called the Pilgrims. 400 years ago, they established uh, with the Native Americans in their area a Thanksgiving day in the fall to give thanks to God. That's where the whole Thanksgiving Day got started of the modern days. Now, a lot of nations have Thanksgiving Days. 150 years later, after the Pilgrims, America's first president, George Washington, created, at the urging of Congress, the first national Thanksgiving holiday. So that happened 400 years ago, the first modern Thanksgiving. And, and then 150 years later, the first Thanksgiving holiday for a nation. But did you know that 3,000 years before that, 3,000 years before that, God had told the nation of Israel to establish a Thanksgiving festival every year called the Feast of Weeks. And they were to celebrate God's goodness and they were to express their gratitude to God by bringing him a special Thanksgiving offering. That's 3,000 years before the modern Thanksgiving day. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 10 and 11 says this. I love this in the TEV version. Celebrate the harvest festival to honor the Lord your God by bringing him a free will offering in proportion to the blessing he has given you. Do this 
at the place of worship. So in the original Thanksgiving day, we, they were to bring a gift of Thanksgiving to the place of Thanksgiving, that's the temples where they worship. Now, this Thanksgiving offering has been practiced by God's people for thousands and thousands of years. And we've practiced it here at, practiced it here at Saddleback since our church began 42 years ago. It's mentioned many, many times in the Bible, such as in Psalm 116, 17, where King David says this, I will sacrifice a thanksgiving offering to you. Now listen, this is God's second favorite way of being thanked. He talks about it over and over and over. The thanksgiving offering is mentioned many times in scripture. In Psalm 50, verse 23, God says this, those people who truly honor me are those, who are they? Who bring me offerings to show thanks. Those people who truly honor me, God says, are those who bring me offerings to show thanks, and I, God, save those who do that. It's one of God's favorite love languages, singing back to God and giving back to God. Is it our, you know, examples and illustrations of gratitude. Anytime we give an offering to God, it actually represents three kinds of gratitude. It's a 3D gratitude, past, present, and future. When I give an offering to God, it represents, I'm grateful for God's blessing in the past, I'm grateful for God's blessing today, and I'm grateful in faith for God's continued blessing in the future. I thank him for the past, I thank him for today, and I thank him that he's gonna keep on taking care of me in the future. Three kinds of gratitude. So what kind of offering are we to bring to show our gratitude to God? Well, the Bible says it over and over and over and over. We are to give God the first part of our income, not the leftovers, not, well, I pay all my bills and whatever's left, I'll give to God. We are to put God first in our finances. Now, God knows this is a step of faith, putting him first, which is why he tells us to do it, because it's a step of faith. God is more interested in your faith. He certainly doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your money. He owns it all. The money you've got isn't really yours. It was somebody else's for yours. It's yours right now on loan. It's be loaned to somebody else later. God just wants to know if you trust him. Now, as I said, with every principle God gives us, that God gives us, he also attaches a promise. There are more promises in the Bible related to giving back to God than any other promises in the scripture. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 is a good example. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says this, honor the Lord by giving him, circle this, the first part, circle first part, by giving him the first part of your income. And here's the promise. That was the premise. Here's the promise. He will fill your barns and barrels to overflow with more. God says, giving him an offering is not just an act of gratitude, it's an act of faith. And God always honors faith. So he promises to bless you back. That's why I said there are more promises in the Bible attached to giving and generosity than any other subject. Why? God wants his children to be like him. God is a generous God. Everything you have in life is a gift of God's love. God is the number one giver. God so loved the world that he gave. You can love, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. God so loved that he gave. And if you love God, 
you're going to give. And if you love others, you're going to give. Now, he says, here's the promise. Give me the first part and I'll overflow your barns and your barrels. In other words, you're going to get back more than you could possibly give to me. God has said, you give to me and I'll give to you and we'll see who wins. Now, Jesus expanded and extended the promise we just read, Proverbs 3, by saying it this way in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Look up here on the screen. This is from the New Living Translation, Luke 6, 38. If you give, this is Jesus talking, if you give, you will receive and your gift will return to you in full measure. And then he says, press down, shaken together to make room for more. Like you got a bag of beans, you keep shaking it so it can hold more. Press down, press down, shaken together to make room for more and running over. Whatever measure you use in giving, large or small, Jesus is talking, it will be used to measure what is given back to you. Do you believe that verse? Do you believe that if you give, God will give back more to you? How much do you trust God? Do you think Jesus is a liar? You know what I've never understood, friends? I've never understood why do people trust Jesus to forgive their sins and save their souls and take them to heaven, but they don't trust the same Jesus with their finances and the promises he makes about that. It makes no sense at all. If you can't trust Jesus with, with your finances, why do you trust him for your salvation? Really, this is a faith issue. How much do you trust God? What we're talking about, of course, giving the first part back to God is called the principle of tithing. Tithing is the old English word means 10%. It's not 12%, it's not 20, it's not 1%. Tithing means the first 10%. If I make $10, the first dollar goes back to God. If I make $100, first $10 go back to God. First, we give the first 10% of our income back to God in faith and gratitude, and then he blesses the other 90%. Look at these last two verses uh, in this section. Deuteronomy 14, 23, Living Bible. Bring your tithe, that's the first 10%, bring your tithe to the Lord, the first of all you earn. The purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your lives. Now, you may say, well, God's first in my life. Well, let me see two things. Let me see your calendar and let me see your checkbook because the way you spend your time and the way you spend your money tells me what's really first in your life. And then one of the greatest promises of all, it's the only promise in the Bible where God says, you can prove that I exist. It's a good verse for atheists. You wanna prove God's exist? Tithe. Here's what God says, Malachi 3.10. Bring your whole tithe, that's 10%, to my storehouse, says the Lord, so there will be food in my house. You bring the first 10% on the first day of the week as an act that God is first. And what's first day of the week? Sunday, as an act of worship, you bring it to my storehouse, says the Lord. You don't give your tithe to your sister or to some nice organization out there. It belongs to God. It goes to his temple. It goes to his storehouse. It says well, there will be food in my house. And then he says this. Test me in this. You know, dare you. Try it. You like it. Test me. Here's the Pepsi challenge verse. Test me in this and see if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing, you won't have enough room for it. Wow. God says this is the way you can prove God exists. Tithe. All right? Tithe. Put him first. And that is God's second favorite way 
of being told you trust him, of being told you're grateful. We sing songs of thanksgiving and we give back to God in thanksgiving. Now we said that the first of God's three favorite ways that he loves to be shown gratitude is singing back to God. And the second favorite way that God has is for us to give back to God. And we've seen the Thanksgiving song and we've seen the power of the Thanksgiving offering, but now we come to what's called the Thanksgiving cup. And what we're talking about is taking the Lord's Supper together as an act of gratitude. God's third favorite way of being told that we love him is through communion, through the Lord's Supper. The third habit of gratitude is this, write it down, communion with God. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 27, look up here on the screen, it's not on your outline, it says this. On the night that he was betrayed, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he broke the bread, and he, and, and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then, in the same way, Jesus took the cup, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. And whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Now, he says it twice. Do this in remembrance of me. Communion is to help us remember. What's remembering for? So we can be grateful. Whatever you remember, you can be grateful for. He says, I've given you this memory tool, communion, the, the bread and the wine, uh, the juice and the wafer. I've given you this communion tool to remember the good thing that I did for you, the suffering that I did for you, what it cost me to pay for your salvation. Jesus, the Bible says this, for whenever you eat the bread and you drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. It's a remember, remembering of God's great gift on Calvary, Jesus' death on the cross. You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. He didn't stay dead. He's coming back again. That's what Easter is all about. And then the Bible says, therefore, Whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. What does that phrase mean, an unworthy manner? You know, as a young Christian, I often wondered and was even a little worried what that meant to take the Lord's Supper, to take communion in an unworthy manner. But I now believe that taking the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner includes taking communion without truly being grateful for all Jesus paid for with his death on the cross. To take it in an unworthy manner is to reject the power of the cross. It is to take communion without fully understanding and fully accepting and fully being grateful for Jesus' sacrifice for me. This is Jesus' third favorite way of us expressing our thanks to him. He gave us the memory tool of communion. Now you've probably heard that another name for the Lord's Supper or another name for communion is the Eucharist. Have you heard that word, the Eucharist? That's a Bible term, it's in the Bible. You know the New Testament was written in Greek. Eucharist is a Greek word. Do you know what it means? Thanksgiving, Eucharist, is the Greek word 
for Thanksgiving. The communion is to be a model of Thanksgiving. It's a way we give thanks back to God. First, through the Thanksgiving song, second, through the Thanksgiving offering, and third, through the Thanksgiving cup. 1 Corinthians 10, 16 says this, is not the cup of Thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break participation in the body of Christ? When we drink from a communion cup and we eat the bread, we are participating in one another of God's favorite ways to be told, thank you, God. By our eating, we are saying, Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for sacrificing yourself to send your son to come and die on the cross for our sins so that we can be forgiven. And we remind ourselves of the high price that Jesus paid to save us. And we, our only response is gratitude. Colossians 2, 13 and 14 says this, we were spiritually dead because of our sins and our sinful nature. We were dead, separated from Christ. But God gave us new life. We didn't turn over a new leaf. He gave us a whole new life. God gave us new life with Christ. He forgave all our sins. And he canceled the record that contained all the charges against us. And he took it and he destroyed it by nailing it to Christ's cross. That's what the Bible says. What is our response? to such overwhelming love. It was 1 Corinthians 15, 57, which says this, how we thank God who gives us victory over sin and over death through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the Eucharist. This is the cup of thanksgiving. So I want you to bow your heads right now and with your head bowed, I want to ask you, have you ever completely, fully accepted the gift of God's salvation by faith? Have you accepted the grace of God in your life? Have you accepted his forgiveness? Realizing that you can't earn it, pay for it, or deserve it. It's just a gift. And have you expressed your gratitude back to God? If you haven't, say so right now. In your heart, say, dear God, thank you, thank you, thank you for dying for me. Say that. Thank you for paying for my sins. Say that. Thank you for dying on the cross so that I could be forgiven and that I could go to heaven and so that I could have a purpose for living. Jesus Christ, I open my life to you. And I give myself completely to you. And I want to develop these habits of singing with gratitude, giving back in song, of giving back financially, and of taking communion to remember your sacrifice. I ask you to accept me into your family in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me, 
rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If this message has encouraged you or if God put someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you share it? You'll be so glad you did. And be sure to let them know that Pastor Rick has a free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be right back in just a moment, but first, Pastor Rick says it's vitally important for children to understand that even before the universe was created, God had them in mind and that He has a special plan and purpose for their life. That's why He created the Purpose Driven Life devotional book for children. This inspirational resource uses the principles found in Pastor Rick's life-changing bestseller, The Purpose Driven Life, but delivers them as 100 devotions that speak directly to the daily challenges kids face and gives real-world applications to help them discover their purpose. Paired with powerful scripture passages and engaging illustrations, young readers will thrive on the biblical wisdom that has helped millions of people throughout the world. We'll send you the Purpose Driven Life 100 Illustrated Devotions for Children today as our way of saying thanks for your gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. Be sure to get a copy for all the children God has placed in your life. Kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, and the kids in your neighborhood, they'll all be blessed by this amazing resource. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy, or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com, or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. There's only two days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Here's Rick with a special message. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. You know, there's so much we can be grateful for during Thanksgiving. No matter how things go wrong in your life, there's still something you can thank God for. But let's remember those who are less fortunate. Reach out to somebody with the love of God this Thanksgiving, maybe with a meal or a blanket, or invite them to church. Think about what you can do to let them know they're not forgotten during this season of giving thanks. God bless you all and have a great Thanksgiving. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.